Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Hashtag Be the Good in Your Hood. It's a podcast dedicated to sharing the essential change that can occur in your place, in your neighborhood, and in your life through simple acts of hospitality. We are your hosts, Dave and Jen Colley. Well, welcome back to another week of Hashtag Be The Good In Your Hood podcast. And it's a Saturday morning and we are wrapping up season two. And we're joined with Dan Atkins, who you heard earlier in the season. Dan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me um, again. It's, I don't know why I'm, I'm back for a second round, but uh, it's a it's a pleasure to be back. Um, enjoyed when my wife and I got to be on the podcast and just be another part of the story of how, how people are loving their neighbors around the country and around the world. Well, Dan, thanks so much for, for joining and, and being a part of this conversation this morning. So we thought we would wrap up this season with having a conversation of things that we've heard, things we've learned, things that surprised us, things that brought us joy. And so, Dan, uh, how would you how would you describe this season as you've listened to them and as you've been a guest? For me, it's been, as I've just listened to this journey and uh, hearing one, just kind of the remarkable connections that you guys have been able to make through Hospitality Matters. Just a very unique and diverse group of people in different jobs, in different cities, in different uh, stages of life. And it's really been encouraging for me to hear the tangible, practical ways people are approaching loving their neighbors and serving their neighbors or just kind of feeling a little bit challenged too by people that are stepping out of their comfort zone. Um, yeah, I think for for me, it's been just neat to see the different, there's so many ways to go about this. It is not a, a one size fits all practice. And so I don't know, maybe you guys can summarize some of the highlights just to kind of recap because there were so many little gems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I resonate so much with what you said, Dan, about the diversity of the practice of hospitality, but the reality that this is something for all of us to be practicing. And I think that's what struck me, you know, if someone consider themselves an introvert or they were the, the life of a party or they were in a small town or a big town, it really didn't matter. The, the practice of hospitality was something that everyone could do. Um, and I think one of the things that came out of that, though, was that there was an intention and a choice to do that. That even though it is something that everyone or anyone could do, it doesn't mean that we're all doing it. Um, and so the people that we talked to and the conversations that we had, one of the things that we just kept recognizing was these are people that have, have chosen to step into that, who have taken the intention um, to work through some of the, the barriers or work through the hardship. Um, and even in doing that, realizing that it was totally worth whatever work was required. I, one, of the, one of the things that I just pulled out of that too is it's not like they were saying, we're, we're going out to do this hard thing. We know that it's just going to be, you know, tough every day, but we're going to keep sewing into it. I mean, there's challenges, but seeing the transformation in communities is, was like mutual, mutually beneficial. Like these people were more enjoying their neighborhood and their neighbors were more enjoying their place because of this. And it's, it's like, it's a win-win. Even with you guys in your coffee, like your neighborhood on a Saturday is more enjoyable for everybody, even though it requires work and effort. It's like everybody, everybody wins when the neighborhood is feeling cared for and people are served. And so, um, yeah, it's cool to see. Yeah, for sure. And that kind of, um, 
reciprocal effect, I think, came out too when people were talking about generosity. And I don't know that, I'm not even sure if anybody in the um, in the podcast used the word generosity. It was more uh, words like giving or giving back or contributing. Um, but we did hear a lot of people talk about when they had been the one that was giving something, they also ended up receiving so much. And that's happened, like, you know, even you said with our coffee, like even tangible things. Uh, when we were making coffee, somebody else was bringing this really amazing zucchini bread. You know, there were things that just showed up that we didn't ask for, but people contributed. And so I think that's another common thread that we were hearing as far as the good that we've seen come uh, was sort of this blossoming of a generous spirit, of a willingness to to share in places that maybe we hadn't before or to give things of our own because uh, it was sort of fueling that process. And I love how you said that, of just everybody wins. For me, it was hearing people set out to just try to help people connect and in the process felt connected, right? Like they they were the, the recipient of, of the joy. They were the recipient of the generosity. They were the recipient of these things. In hospitality, we always talk about how this practice is one that fights against isolation, kind of a, a pushing back against people that tend to just naturally be isolated just because of our culture or their own busyness or whatever. People that are in intentionally saying, hey, I'm going to do something good in my place to fight that isolation, actually found community, actually found friendship, actually is now experiencing this joy. And I think the joy is this idea that I'm not alone and I feel understood and seen. And and you think about all of those things, right? Like if you feel valued, how it changes your attitude. If you feel connected to something bigger, if you feel like you're a part of the place that you live. And I I thought it was really cool for us to hear that story in so many different forms, in so many different places. And like Jen said, there's joy that comes from that. We actually do these podcasts usually on a video Zoom. So we're seeing people's faces, right? And so we're hearing the things that they're doing, that they're working on, that they're intentionally stepping into. But what we saw was this joy. And I think that was what struck me uh, every time we would get off a conversation was the face of the people that we talked to that expressed the joy of hospitality. Um, And in the stories that they told, their face told a story too. So that was one of the, I think the the recurring themes for me was people who are practicing hospitality are enjoying it too. Yeah. And hearing too, like the ripple effect of, I think it was you guys that shared when you left, uh, you were gone on a Saturday, like your neighbors reached out and were like, Hey, can we just like show up at your place anyway? And it's like, just so neat to see it, it moves beyond yourself. And so just seeing that um, kind of ripple effect of like, it's going to carry on beyond the, the initiators. And it, I think that's the key is it takes, it takes initiators to get things going. But once people are drawn out of that isolation and they taste community and they taste helping and serving others, it's like, oh, I, I, want, I want this. The other thing that was neat to see too is how it builds these connections between people and opens opportunity. I think it was Jen and Marcus that shared about just, just people from such diverse backgrounds that never would have crossed each other's paths and had a a meaningful conversation that that led to, you know, can lead to some really open doors in people's careers or lives or stories. Those stories would never have collided if they didn't create a space for hospitality. And that, that was one of the ones that stuck out the most to me is if more of that was happening in our neighborhoods and communities of people's worlds, you know, coming together and, and um, from diverse backgrounds and different interests, it's like, you know, if we don't do it, 
it's they're not happening out there like they used to. So so we're hearing a lot of common threads like, you know, people are excited, people are connected, there's this experience of generosity, there's this understanding that people belong and that they actually have value. Um, and we heard all of those things come through. And I think sometimes we, we expect, oh, well, we're just going to go out and do these things a couple times and it's going to change our fabric of our neighborhood. And what we heard throughout this whole season is, you know, they're taking one thing and they're doing it consistently over time. And it's years, right? Like people like it, Jenna Marcuse in San Francisco, we have, you know, Preston Patel in his neighborhood in, in Canada. It's been, they moved in 10 years ago and they're experiencing some things right now that wouldn't have happened at the five-year mark. And I think for me, a common thread is do this, be intentional, but know that you need to be consistent and it's going to take time. And that's been a, a big learning for me because I love things fast and I love to just do it and it's big pizzazz and it's fun. And then I want to be able to move on and think that it's just going to continue. And for me, it was this, oh, let's step back and say, okay, what am I doing that can be consistently done over a long period of time? And I'm, am I willing to do that? And I've seen the benefit of that, right? This second year of the coffee, doing it every Saturday through the summer, this year was different than the first. And I think maybe that is um, a great thing to just recognize as far as what we can learn from each other's stories in that, that if something feels like it's not growing fast enough, you know, to hear one person or two people or 10 people saying this takes time, I think it it's kind of an underlining of what's important in this practice. And I think that's one thing that, that was helpful for me to learn in these conversations is some of the same things that we're experiencing, other people are too. And so um, it's not that you're doing something wrong or you're not doing it well enough. It, it's the nature of the practice of hospitality that it takes time. And I think that was a really great kind of learning and encouragement and having conversations with people in different places is that when you recognize some of the commonalities, both of the good, but also of the what it takes to make this happen, it really does sort of, I think, sort of bolster your endurance level on it, you know, to say um, you should keep going. This is worth it. Even when it seems like nothing's happening, it, it is and it's going to it's going to build. Um, so I think for me, those those kinds of conversations are especially encouraging in that. And I don't know if you've ever felt this, Dan, but like sometimes when you're doing something that you feel like is good, but it seems like other people maybe aren't catching on to it quite as fast. <laughs> um, it feels a little lonely, you know, which is kind of odd when we're talking about the practice of hospitality and it's fighting against isolation. Sometimes the practice can feel lonely because you seem to be the one initiating things. And I think these kinds of conversations have helped us see that we're, we're really not alone even in that, that there's lots of people being that initiator in their neighborhoods that are sensing that longing and that need to create spaces for people to gather and they're doing it too. And I think um, kind of in a larger sense, it was almost a way of us practicing the hospitality through a podcast was to join and connect people in other places so we didn't feel alone in what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think, you know, it's good to hear the the highlights because everybody, you could do a separate podcast on like, where have you failed in, in or where have you wanted to give up or where have you, and we all have those moments. But I think, you know, like you said, it's, it's encouraging, recognizing we're not, we're not alone in this. It's encouraging seeing people that have been doing it longer or have been consistent maybe in certain areas to see the fruit that, that comes after five, 10 years of sowing into something. And I think, you know, another theme was just that the biggest kind of barrier 
fear or the, the biggest opportunity, it seems like the biggest commodity in this is is time. And everybody has had to, you know, look at their 24 hours in a day and decide, am I going to, we all can find the time like we can, but everyone that was doing this well had chosen to sacrifice personal alone time or, you know, isolated time. Because a lot of us, you know, that's what we gravitate towards. We, we just, it's exhausting sometimes being around other people and prepping for other people. But it's like we put that wall up in our mind that it's, you know, it's going to be exhausting. And then we do it and it's like life giving. And we see the joy of, of how much we do crave to be around others, even though it, we have to give up time. And um, so that was uh, to see how people have made time to serve and, and love their community was was uh really cool and it wasn't it wasn't the same for everybody sometimes it was we make this space on saturday and others are we have a consistent you know engagement with our community a couple times a week or with opening our home at different times or um some of them it was just kind of hit or miss it wasn't a scheduled thing but all of it was they gave they gave time up which is a pretty valuable commodity to give but it's it's worth it on that note, uh, we have some thinkings about season three regarding uh, those pockets. We're calling it pockets of space right now, but it could be time. It could be, you know, a, a physical space. But like, what does it look like to create in your own rhythms of life pockets of time and space for this to happen? Sneak preview, sneak preview. <laughs> little plug. Throwing in a little season. advertising. <laughs> right. It's cool that you can advertise for your own show on your own show. Like so, There are no like rules. Get, there are no rules against like, it. Um, so talking about common threads, let's shift gears a little bit and maybe kind of pull out maybe something that was unexpected that each of us have learned as we've heard these stories, or maybe there was one story or one episode that really just really struck a chord in your heart. First one that popped into my mind was, um, Adam Muncy, when he was talking about his uh, business, his barbershop, hair products, and that sort of thing. And I think it was this notion that the practice of hospitality was actually a driving force in how they ran their business. And not in the sense of, we want to be really great at this and people feel really great so we can make more money. It was more of, this is who we want to be. We want to be people who care well and create things that care well for people. And I thought that was just really inspiring because I don't really see myself as a business person, <laughs> but I could see this strain of how the practice of hospitality is a guiding value and force in the things that we do or the job that we have or the role that we are in the neighborhood, that it's sort of like this pulse and this heartbeat for the the way we do things. I think, uh, I mean, I... I, I think I shared at one of our board meetings, but I, I just love the, with Jen and Marcuse, the, like, just being on, being on Zoom with them. I've never actually met them in person, but being on Zoom with them for, I don't know, year, couple of years now and seeing like their space in the Zoom, like they live in, you know, San Francisco, just a small apartment, the three of them. And it's like, they were okay with their small space being like they didn't let that be a barrier and everybody in their community has little small spaces if they're living in apartments they're crammed in there and it, it could have would have been easy to say well we just we can't host a big group of people we don't have enough seats we don't have enough you know square footage and it was like just no we're gonna and to to i think just the reminder that like we have, we do have spaces. We think it'll be uncomfortable, but nobody cared. Like they showed up and it was just, they figured it out. And people were just so happy to be invited into 
somebody's like our homes are our safe places are you know our our retreats there are pre- like and to invite people in is a big deal and not that hospitality we've talked about this a lot like doesn't always mean you invite people into your home but you invite people into your your world and our home is a big part of that and um, just to hear their stories of how that small space really was like transformative for people to interact and feel loved and feel cared for and feel like they had value and I think I hope that people out there you know listening that you know maybe think that their space isn't big enough or isn't good enough or whatever it's like no that's uh if you're willing it's it is enough and so I, I just yeah, again, I don't know if that was a surprise, but just to see their space, you know, once a month and then to hear the stories of that actual space being used for the good um, of their neighborhood was so cool. Yeah, I think for me, uh, it was probably Preston's, Preston Pateau. Uh, his his conversation with us was just really impactful on, on multiple levels for me. Uh, one, I've done a lot of his, you know, done a lot of time or spent a lot of time reading his his material and just kind of following him from a distance and just the attitude in which he approaches life as far as consistency and all that. But he was, he said one thing that his wife told him because uh, he was looking for beauty in his neighborhood. And she said, we don't go into beauty. We leave beauty in our wake. And I think for me, it really struck me in this idea that there isn't anything special or beautiful about Dave or Jen or the Collies. There's nothing beautiful about where we live necessarily, but it's this idea of we're just going to open ourselves up to space, invite other people in to help them feel important. And in the process of doing that, both the other and ourselves feel this this renewal, right? This growth. And, and I think about our garden. I think about just the time and the toil that it takes to produce something, and oftentimes you don't see anything in the beginning. The dirt is just there by itself and it's muddy. And then you get these flowers that come and then there's these plants that grow and they produce little flowers. And then all of a sudden there's fruit that comes from that. And there's nothing really that we do. God's kind of controlling that. And we're just, we're digging out and separating a space in our yard to say, hey, we're going to try to grow something and we're going to plant seeds and we're going to get our hands dirty. And then we get to just enjoy the beauty of what comes from the bees that come and pollinate to the flowers that are produced to the butterflies that sit on the flowers as the sun sets. Like those things aren't things we do, but they're enjoyable to us. And and I think that idea for me of how I can bring good or how, what my role is in my place is that I just need to be willing to go into it and get my hands dirty and do a little bit of work. And there's going to be beauty that comes from it. And I can't tell you exactly what color flower is going to come, but it's beautiful when it comes. And and the conversations that we've been able to have in our neighborhood um, is why we continue to do this, right? We love our neighbors because that's what we're called to do, that we isolate portions of our week and our time and our days to be present and available so that relationship can grow. And I think that's, for me, the unexpected thing of like, we don't bring beauty in. We bring work and availability in ourselves and our story. And as we do that with love, God allows beauty to come from that. And that's, to me, that's why I want to keep doing this. This is why we do these podcasts and have this organization that travels around and tries to give people tangible tools to know how to do this. Is because we saw throughout this season beauty everywhere because of what people's willingness to just step out and do something for other people. 
Well said. Sorry, I got on my soapbox. Amen and amen. <laughs> Anything else that stood out or any highlights before we end? I think there's just a real sense of gratefulness. I was really grateful for the people that took the time to share their stories on our podcast, to, you know, think through and answer that question of what good have you seen come from the practice of hospitality. But I think uh, deeper than that, I think I'm just really grateful for people who are willing to do this, who have who have shown an example for us, um, who've let me learn from them, uh, who've been gracious and patient with me while I'm learning how to do it. And I, I think I'm just really grateful that we have neighbors across the world <laughs> We're loving well. I'm just really grateful for the practice of hospitality and the people who are willing to do that. Well, I think all of us at Hospitality oh. Matters can say that we are grateful for those that, that provide the funds for us to buy podcast equipment and computers. I'm grateful for the board members that are around the country that continue to, to do this work um, in their place, but also get on meetings in the, seems like, middle of the night every month and, and, and talk and discuss and pray for those that are doing this. I'm grateful for the people that did join us. I'm just grateful for the people that actually took their time and said, hey, I want to share a little bit with you about my life and my journey. And it's been an awesome season. The, the first season was a learning curve for us. We were sitting there talking to each other, but there's real power in hearing other people's stories and this this season was just super fun. And if you have not listened to the people's stories, I encourage you to go back, listen to them, hear what they have to say, glean tips and tricks, glean ways of, of how to do it in your place. Hospitality is a great idea, but it's really just an idea unless you choose to go out and do something. This podcast is designed and, and our hope is that as you listen, you're encouraged and you're ignited in your spirit and your heart to say, hey, I can do this where I am. And we're behind you. We, we want to help. We're here to encourage. We're here to share stories. We're here to give resources. Uh, if you need us or you have questions, reach out to us, uh, hospitalitymatters.org. Uh, we have info at hospitalitymatters.org if you want to email us. Uh, most of our board members are available. They have stories and experience under their belt. They would love to talk to you. And we are just grateful for you listening. And like I said, if you have not listened to the, the episodes before this one, go back and listen. They are fantastic. And we are looking forward to next season. So go out, be the good in your hood this week. Hashtag be the good in your hood. Do, do, do. <laughs> do, do, do. That's what we need. <laughs>